Welcome to Fanboy and the Hater, a podcast hosted and produced by Mike Hall and Jim Harris, where we discuss the best and worst in movies, TV, and pop culture, edited by Jim Harris, and music by Mike Hall. Hey, I'm Mike, and this is my hetero life mate, Talkative Jim. Hey! So today we are talking about Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. Lady, 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 Jay and Silent Bob are at your his house. Jim, what did you think of this movie? I liked this movie because I like Kevin Smith movies. So if you like Kevin Smith movies, especially the View Askewiverse, or however you say that word, yeah. um, you will like this movie. I found it to be an enjoyable film. I saw it once. And that's all I need to see of it. <laughs> but I did enjoy it. All right. Uh, I loved this movie, but also because I love Kevin Smith movies, especially the VSQ-verse. Who? You know, the guy who directed that Bruce Willis winner cop-out. That queef? They still let him make movies after that walrus shit? What can I tell you? In Hollywood, people fail upwards. Well, I fucking hate stupid Kevin Smith. First he took away our names, then he took away my dick. Well, we got to stop stupid Kevin Smith from making another shitty movie about Jay and Silent Bob ever again. Uh, I've watched all of those movies a lot of times. Again, I wouldn't even be able to guess how many times I've seen those movies. Um, so, And this is really just kind of a nostalgic walkthrough of all of those movies. Um, for those of you who are not aware, if you've not seen the movie, probably going to be quite a few spoilers. Although, if you've seen any of the other movies... You've seen this movie because this movie is pretty much just references <laughs> to the other movies. Um, so if you're not aware, if you're not a big Kevin Smith fan, basically what happened was 2018, Kevin Smith had a heart attack and almost died. Uh, when he came back from it, when he recovered, he decided to make this movie, which basically kind of calls back to the other m movies and is just kind of a fun ride through of all of the people that have been involved in all these movies. So it's a lot of references, a lot of callbacks, a lot of the same actors come in and do cameos and, and even bigger parts. I absolutely love this movie for that because it has everything that I love about movies. It's got jokes. It's got a little bit of seriousness to it. It's got a lot of callback jokes and it's also got a lot of details that, that are hard to spot if you're not looking for them. Yeah. I could see if you love Kevin Smith movies, you would love watching this movie repeatedly because there's a lot of stuff in there for you to see. Yeah, there's a big thing. Every time I watch it, the whole time, I'm like, okay, I'm catching so much. I wonder what I'm not catching. Because I'm sure there's some things in there that I just don't have the details in my head that I might be missing. Yeah, there's definitely, I mean, I have only seen the movie once, and I noticed some interesting stuff happening in the background. It's like I, I would see on repeated watchings. I was like, there's something back there that I'm supposed to catch, and I would find mm -hmm. funny if I watch it again. Right. But I don't know why you would do this anyway, but if you had never seen a Kevin Smith movie or the Kevin Smith movies from the viewer skewverse, I'm not sure why you would want to see this movie. But if you can get past the beginning of the movie, you might still like it, but there would be a lot of jokes that just wouldn't and references that wouldn't make any sense. Right. But it's kind of done in a way that you know that it's a reference and it can still be funny. It's just not going to be nearly as funny. I agree. Because like the beginning of this movie, quite frankly, is rather slow and self-indulgent. Uh, so I was, just, I was like, okay, I get it. Can we get 
going here. So he if- shaved his pubes into a heart. <laughs> <laughs> but my point is that if you had never seen any of the Kevin Smith movies that they're referencing, the beginning of this movie, I think some people would give up because there's just a little bit too much of that. Like I said, I, I call the beginning of the movie rather self-indulgent. How far into it are you considering the beginning? I'd say maybe like the first 15 minutes. Like what part of the movie? Um, the over? upfront part where they get arrested and then the part where the when they first go to the mall and they do the first fourth wall break of looking at the camera. <laughs> Up until that point, there's a lot of stuff that happens that, if, again, I don't know why you would watch the movie if you haven't seen any of the Kevin Smith movies anyway, but I could see if someone just like put this on and be like, what the hell is this thing about? I, there's a joke I'm not in on. Mm-hmm. But once you get a little bit past that and it settles into its story and they start their journey to Hollywood, it actually becomes a movie I think you could enjoy. You wouldn't enjoy it as much if you don't get all the references and jokes, but it actually turns into a, a, a decent movie. But the beginning might be tough mm-hmm. if you haven't seen those movies. Fair enough. Yeah. And I can't disagree with that. Especially Even if- the. I would say, sorry, you're interrupting. Even if you're like me, you love Kevin Smith movies. Yeah. I only like Kevin Smith movies. So not just the beginning, but there were a couple of times throughout the movie, it was like, I get it. Can we just move on? Right. So I was like, I don't love his movies to the extent that you do. But again, I still found the movie uh, the movie to be enjoyable. I probably have, coming back to like something I had mentioned in our spoilers and rewatchability episode, you might think that I like Kevin Smith a lot more than I do just because of the ridiculous number of times I have seen the movies in the view of Skewverse. Mm-hmm. When Clerks came out in 1994, I was 23. And for whatever reason, the friends I hung around with at that time loved that fucking movie. I have seen Clerks so many fucking times. See, and that's the one for me that I've probably seen the least. Yeah, because we didn't see it in the theater, but as soon as it came out on like DVD, it was passed around, and every time we got together, everybody wanted to watch that movie. And it led into, I've also probably seen Mallrats and Chasing Amy so many times that you would think that I really like Kevin Smith movies, mm-hmm. but I don't. I like them, but not that much. My favorite, which is the stupidest one to say, but I love Dogma. Dogma is my favorite of the viewers. That's a good one to be a favorite. That's right. That's actually the one that hooked me. I think. Um, I I don't remember which one I saw first. I know I didn't see them when they come out. So I'm just going to give a real quick rundown for anybody that's not aware of what the View Askew universe is. It started with Clerks in '94, Mallrats in '95, Chasing Amy in '97, Dogma in '99. Jay and Silent Bob Strike back in 2001. Clerks 2 in 2006. There was Jay and Silent Bob's super groovy cartoon movie in 2013, which I actually didn't even see. I, I have kind not of forgot seen. That's about the it. only one I have not seen. And then uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot 2019. So I think it would have been somewhere around Dogma is when I got introduced to Kevin oh, Smith movies. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I went back and saw the other ones and just my head exploded. And like the brilliance... He came up with a connected universe way before anybody else was really doing that. And, and that's, I didn't realize that he had done that at first until I started like little details like, hey, wait a minute. They just referenced a name that they referenced in another movie. And that person isn't even in any of the movies. And just that, those little details of it. And like, oh, that's just genius the way that he did that. And the fact that. It, I'll get into it. I think I'm going to do a separate episode, just a fanboy favorite episode on Kevin Smith in general. But 
the way that he can be very creative and serious, but also he tries to keep everything kind of surface level and peppers just really vulgar jokes into everything. It just speaks to me because that is me. Like I feel like I could hang out with Kevin Smith and I could be a part of this very easily. I think it fits my, my personality other than the fact that I don't smoke weed. I was just about to say, it's weird because you came, you saw Dogma and then went back and watched the other movies. I was shocked by Dogma, by how good it was. Because again, I had friends who loved Clerks. I wouldn't call all the friends that I hung out with at that time, I don't like the term stoners. It's probably over the top and it doesn't really accurately represent people who might more recreationally use marijuana, which I do not. I've never been into that. But I think that was part of what it was like, oh, these are stoner films. It's like, eh. the first three movies, I guess you could kind of sort of get that impression, maybe. But I think it's unfair to call them that. But I had seen the first three movies and Chasing Amy was the first one that kind of impressed me because of the themes that it was dealing with in terms of sexual uh, orientation. And that's the one that got all the awards. And that's the one that got all the awards and the intention. So I was like, oh, OK, they actually made a, a quasi serious movie. But Dogman was like, holy fuck. They, he actually made like a really serious movie. Yeah. It's still funny, but it's like what he did with Dogman was like, that's damn impressive. And I was not expecting a movie like that from Kevin Smith at that time. Well, you heard it here, folks. We're going to do an episode on Dogma. We have to. Yeah, we have to. Well, and the funny thing about it actually is that Kevin Smith actually didn't start smoking weed until like around Clerks 2. <laughs> so like, yeah, that was in a lot of the movies because Jay. Yeah. And that's a really funny thing. If Again, if you know the background of it is Jay was just playing himself. And when they first started, you know, Jay was like, well, what do I do in this episode? And Kevin was like, just be you, man. It's like, what do I say? Things that you would say. And that's where like snoogans and snoochie boochies. Those are things that Jay actually would say. Snoochie boochies. <laughs> in his real life and so that just kind of got worked in but you can kind of see also the progression and bringing it back to reboot jason muse did a really good job in this movie i was impressed and with him seeing the progression of jason muse as an actor over these movies has been really impressive oh yeah definitely to the point that he's even been in like other movies and actually made his own movies uh mm -hmm. in different things so yeah i mean it's he did a really good job. Let's talk about the acting in general. What did okay. you think about the acting in general? Um, I thought it was good. I mean, and some of the appearances were just cameos, so I wouldn't really put that down to acting, although we should come back to that later because some of the cameos that are in this movie are quite funny. Mm -hmm. I was impressed with, with Jason Mewes. Again, I, it's been a while since I've watched a lot of Kevin Smith's stuff, but he's, this is probably one of the best performances as Jay. Mm-hmm. I know, like you said, we're, he's largely playing a, a caricature of himself anyway. But this was the the most acting, I right. guess I would actually have uh, say that I've seen him do. But I also, I know she's been in other Kevin Smith movies because there's even a joke in the movie where she says that Dick puts forces his kid to be in all of his movies. Mm -hmm. I had never actually seen Harley Quinn Smith as a grown-up, mm -hmm. as not a little kid. And I was actually impressed that she's actually a pretty good actress. Yeah, she is pretty good. She's... Yeah, so like the 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 father daughter uh, dynamic 
between her and, and Jay was very well done. It was actually yeah. well acted, well written, well performed. That's what I said. That's the part of what I was talking about earlier. When the movie settles into that part of its story, it actually starts to get good. Mm-hmm. And I think you could enjoy that part of the movie without knowing anything about the previous Kevin Smith movies. Yeah, I agree. Um, Jay, I, I'll, I'm going to whip back around to Jay real quick because actually the, the part that Jay plays is basically playing his teenage self. He's not really like that anymore. Uh, he, he's actually much more mellow now, especially now that he's sober. Yeah, I want to say he went through at least one stint in rehab. Oh, he went through a lot of stints yeah, in rehab. To say, yeah. yeah. But yeah, now that he's sober, I mean, he's very chill, laid back. Like he still kind of talks somewhat the same, but it's it's not as high energy anymore. He's really chill now. Um, so it is a performance now. And then uh, Harley Quinn Smith, again, she's, She's a pretty good actor. I don't, I don't find it believable when she's crying though. The, the couple parts yeah. when she's crying, she's trying to talk when she's crying. It feels so forced that I didn't. That, that's like the only part of the movie that really took me out of it. Uh, other parts of it were like cameos and stuff. Are like, hey, that's that person, but mm-hmm. you're meant to feel that, right? So, yeah, I wasn't yeah. like I said. She's not a great actress. I'm not saying she's amazing. It's like I, she was better than I was expecting because mm-hmm. I had relatively no expectations but, but she's she's been out and doing other movies and stuff too though and she's she's mm-hmm. progressing she's doing a good job she's and actually from i think kevin smith announced that she's actually going to start making her own movie here soon oh okay and he's and you know on her own like he's not going to help her like she's going to go out on her own and try to make her own way uh which might be interesting i, I might check that out and see what happens there what about the other actresses? What do you think? One of the things that... Um, could you pull up the cast list? Internet powers activate! Not going to be able to pronounce your name correctly. The actress who played Jihad... Mm-hmm. Um, I cannot pronounce that name. <laughs> Aparna Brielle? Aparna Brielle? That's, we're sorry if we're mispronouncing that. That's the best. That's our best guess. I laughed when I saw her because you probably haven't seen it, but there's a TV show called AP Bio, which has been canceled. I've at least heard of it. You've at least heard of it. It was on for two seasons. You might have actually liked it. Um, It looked funny. It was funny. And um, she was one of the kids in that show. So I laughed when I saw her. I was like, hey, that's that girl from AP Bio. So I liked her in AP Bio, and I liked her in this. I mean, Mm -hmm. her character doesn't have a lot to her, but I did like her performance. And I I already knew that she was a good actress because I've seen her in other things, including AP Bio. So I thought that she she did very well. Yeah, I thought she did well, too. And actually, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing to, to say or to think, but I kept being taken out of the movie just by how pretty she is. She yes. is gorgeous. She is incredible. Yeah, and, and that's why I like it. And that she's wearing her uh, headdress mm. in this movie, so you really can't see too much of her. And other things she's been in, like AP Bio, you could. She's not wearing that. Yeah, she is a strikingly beautiful young woman, but yeah. she's also a very talented actress too. Yeah, I mean, she, like I said, she did a really good job. That's why I feel bad. Like if she did a horrible job, I'd be like, well, at least she looks pretty. But she did a really good job, and that's that's what I mean. Like. I should have been really drawn in because she did such a good job, but I just kept sitting back like, wow, she is just gorgeous. Like, just her facial features are, yes. like, perfect. 
Yes, she's also um, she also got to be more funny in this. Mm-hmm. Again, not to keep harping on AP Bio, but she was kind of more of a straight man. Oh, okay. she she was reacting to people being funny around her because her character was meant to be, hey everybody, we're supposed to take this serious. So she was like the the stuck up girl who took things mm-hmm. too seriously. So she was played for humor in that regard. She got to be just straight out funny mm-hmm. in this, and she was very. I thought she, she was very entertaining. Well, good. So she's got a bit of range. Yeah, I've like again. Mostly what I've seen her is in that one show, and I'm disappointed that that show got canceled. But yeah, yeah. so I thought she did well. Well, hopefully uh, she's in more things then. Maybe maybe that'll get brought up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure of the actress's name. And again, she doesn't really get to talk much until the ends. <laughs> but at first, I kind of was amused that they had essentially like two silent characters in the the gang of girls. You had the the deaf girl, and then you had the initially a Chinese exchange student later revealed to be a Russian spy. <laughs> With a terrible Russian With accent. With a terrible Russian accent. Um, but so that you had two people who couldn't talk. So it was like they had like their own like girl versions of Silent Bob in their group because they had at least initially two characters that didn't talk. I thought it was really awesome that, you know, Jay has Silent Bob and then his daughter has a silent hetero life mate yes. as well. <laughs> the symmetry there was pretty awesome. Yes, so that that amused me. So again, it's hard to call in terms of acting. I mean, again, it's a harder. I mean, they didn't get to do much until later in the movie, but I thought that was that was an interesting dynamic. And this, since we're on um, the character um, that Harley Quinn Smith played, her parents <laughs> was that were actually her her mom and her stepmom were interesting. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, so, just just real quick. So, for, so go ahead. Uh, two actresses that are in this that are actually like two of my biggest crushes, like celebrity crushes, is that one Rosario she, fucking Dawson. Oh yeah, Rosario Dawson is awesome. Man, she's incredible, and seeing her pop up and like I expect her to be in it, mm-hmm. but the way just. The charisma she brings to the screen and the way that she acted is just hilarious she, and awesome. She's only in one scene and it's still fucking awesome. Right. Yeah. So her and Shannon Elizabeth together were great. It was great to see Shannon Elizabeth again. But yeah, at first it was one of those. I mean, not everyone who was in the View verse movies was in this. There were like Chris Rock, for example, just to throw yeah. someone out from Dogma. But so it was like, I was glad that they got as many people in as they could. Um, I liked Rosario Dawson's brief appearance. I wish we could have seen a little bit more of her because she, she's always, she's my favorite part of Clerks too. Mm-hmm. Um, Mine too. And as Kevin Smith, I think even joked, it's like she deserved an Academy Award for Clerks too because she acted like she believably wanted to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the guy from Clerk from Clerks. So yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was great to see her and in her brief scene, she was funny. And and yeah, Shannon Elizabeth was quite entertaining in, mm-hmm. in her in the scenes that she had. Yeah, and the fact that she's been out of acting for a long time and she came back just kind of shows how much people enjoy working with Kevin Smith. The fact that everybody came back the way they did. Boo-boo kitty fuck. Yeah, that really shows. Oh, you remembered. And she just, she too, right back into character. Right. Like, even the parts where you're like, really? You're impressed by, like, just the way that she interacted with Jay. It was just mm-hmm. perfect. 
Even like the Rosario Dawson joke was like, oh, you're that guy? So, and she's like, I'm famous? He's like, yeah, for all the wrong reasons, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I love, oh, what did she, what did she say? Um, real quick thumb prick or something like that? Or yeah, something. something, yeah. But then at the very end of it, when she's getting in the car, she gives him a thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. yeah, about to say her her she was very funny in her basically her one scene that she mm-hmm. was in a movie, but yeah, it was very funny. <laughs> so my the other one, the other actress that I have a really big crush on that I like a lot is uh I'm, I hope I say her name right. Uh Kate Micucci. She played Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yep. She she was the uh the worker at movies. Mm-hmm. Um well, one of the workers. The other one is actually uh, Jennifer Schwasselback. I can't say her name right. Mm-hmm. Who is Kevin Smith's wife? Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So I mean, she's in a lot of his movies too, as like little cameos and stuff. But she's in Clerks too. She played the the fiance. That's right too. too. Oh, so that's why they. That's why she ate vegan in the in the bathroom. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. Uh, I felt to say, I was like, she's somebody, but I forget who she is. Uh, Kate Petucci is, I remember her from Garfunkel and Oates. Mm-hmm. Which is, she's in a lot of things. She's always she played is. basically the same character. She is, pretty she was, much. She, she was in Big Bang Theory quite a bit, too. Yeah, she was. While. She was Roger's girlfriend for a little while. Yeah, I like, whenever I see her, I like her. But yeah, she's, she was funny. She's funny. She's talented. Mm-hmm. Again, she's very attractive. At least I think so. Yes. Yeah, I, I like her a lot. That, she doesn't really show a lot of range in very much of what she does, but. Mm-hmm. I always enjoy her and everything she's in. You know what you're going to get from her, and she, she yeah. delivers it well. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, Fred Armistead, I'm not a huge fan of his, but he was okay. Yeah, he he as did a, the job. The I actually don't unquote, like... Uber driver. Yeah, yeah, I mean, some of the stuff... Ride that he, me now. Huh? Ride, ride me now. Ride me now app. Yes. A lot of the stuff that he does that is very popular... I just... I'm just not... It, there's nothing wrong with it. It just... It doesn't really land for me. Like, Portlandia... I've tried to watch Portlandia. I just can't. Yeah, his humor's not for me. Yeah, but, exactly. I've yeah. I've seen some of the other things. He's very talented, and I know a lot of people love him, but there's just something about his brand of humor that just doesn't click yeah, with me. His delivery is just, yeah, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't get it. But, hey, you got to have variety. Some mm-hmm. people like different things. But, hey, he did, he did bring us hater tots, and I'm the hater, so woo! But then again, hater tots were loved by the clan in this movie, so I shouldn't go. Who was Chris Jericho? Who was led by Chris Jericho, yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was another cameo that was great that mm-hmm. kind of came in. Um, let's jump over to one of the cameos that was kind of surprising that you enjoyed quite a bit, Ben Affleck. Oh, you want to do that one first? Yeah, let's do that one, because um, it's a pretty big one, and that's... Again, if you don't know, so Ben Affleck was in a lot of the earlier movies, mm-hmm. and they actually were good friends, Kevin Smith and Ben Affleck, and they had kind of a falling out, and they hadn't talked for years and years and years. And so in the middle of making this movie, like they were almost done making this movie, actually. Somebody, I don't remember who it was, he's Kevin Smith talked about it a lot, basically convinced Kevin, like, just reach out to him. I mean, you haven't talked to him for years, you haven't tried. Just reach out to him. Worst that thing that can happen is he won't say anything. Mm-hmm. So he texted him, and basically Ben texted back like something along the lines of it's about time. And he's like, hey, do you want to come be in this movie? He's like, yeah, sure. And so he just wrote a part for him like day of, came in, filmed it, and it's actually like the pivotal part of the movie. It's the pivotal part of the movie, and it's actually one of the best scenes in the movie. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's one of the most emotional parts. It's one of because if you want to say the there's a lot of obviously comedic elements in the movie, but if you want to talk about the the serious undertone or the serious more dramatic message in the movie is around family. It's mm-hmm. not a family movie, yeah. but it has a theme. The fa- we've already touched upon briefly, and we'll come back to the father daughter thing with with Jay and and Millie, who I want to come back to. <laughs> um, but so that whole father daughter dynamic was a big part of the middle of the movie. But Ben Affleck scene, he gets to give this big speech mm-hmm. about how if you're a parent, you know the first act of your life, you're a star. The second act of your life, you become the stage. So I think that if you have kids, that would really resonate with you. Like the the father daughter stuff with with Jason and Millie, which a Millie probably would too. But the little speech that Ben Affleck gets to give about that, I think, would go over big mm-hmm. with parents and yeah. really drive home the core message of the movie or the serious message of the movie. Right. Yeah. It it's kind of heartstring pulling if, if you've it been is. in that position. Yeah, and there's like, also there's a lot of callback jokes to it. And possibly my favorite joke of the whole movie is in this. Because he talks about, uh, it kind of starts on, when you're in your life, you kind of see yourself as Bruce Wayne in the Batman story. He goes, but then after you have, you know, you have the kid, the line goes, then you're Thomas Wayne, or Bruce Wayne's mom, whose name escapes me. <laughs> and then he you know, turns and looks at the camera. Which, when I saw that, it's like, Mike is laughing right now, because if you have not listened to our, if you've listened to any podcast, it doesn't even have to be a Batman-related podcast. Mike, I think, tries to f- put the Martha joke. Why did you say that name? Into every episode we do. Because he thinks it's hilarious. <laughs> I really do, and it's sad. It's still to this day. I mean, how long ago did that movie come out? Four years ago? Yeah, something like that? Something like that, yeah. Again, the, the street next to my grandma's street is Martha Street. And every time I drive by it, I yell that. Every single time. And it's a reflex now, and I can't help it. Mm-hmm. But I still enjoy it. So yeah, I uh, laughed hysterically at that. Mm-hmm. Um, then the other cameo that you liked a lot, uh, I also found very enjoyable. But I think you liked that one a little bit more than I did. What's that? Matt Damon. Matt oh. Damon. Oh, Ben's hetero life mate. Yep. <laughs> now that you could call that truly a cameo, mm-hmm. because it was just like it just pops up in the middle of the movie. Who knows? I mean, it's not blended in. No one else is in the scene with Matt Damon. So it's it's purely, truly a cameo. Um, it's almost like a commercial message in the middle of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like a narrator input. Yeah. It's just like, it's like, hey, this was thrown in. I found it very amusing. And the first part, and the reason why, the first thing that made, uh, was amusing to me is, I had com- even though I love Dogma, and I've seen it a lot, I had completely forgotten that his character's name was Loki. I was like, oh, that's right. So when he was like, I was Loki first. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't have a terrible English accent. (laughs) So yeah, and the fact that he did that scene in character as Loki, and that basically when Loki got sent, did Loki go to hell? Heavens no. He was sent (laughs) not back to his, again, so much of that is thank Christ, not back to Wisconsin. Exactly. So much of that is his callback jokes to uh, dogma. But then he even like rephrases it like basically he woke up in like the Mediterranean Sea. So basically he was Jason. He I was 
born again. And I, <laughs> so basically, no, no, it was I got my reborn identity. identity. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> Loki became the actor Matt Damon. And Matt Damon's career <laughs> from the Born Identity forward has actually been Loki from Dogma. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't take it that way. That's why, well, because he kind he went a little bit further with it in terms of like the other things he was doing. But I was like, it was kind of like that's what either the movies Neato. or just the character. But either way, I mean, it's a short piece. But yeah, I, I found it amusing. Yeah, it was good. It wasn't as good as the Ben Affleck thing, but it was still fun to see. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Did you have another one that was that was a favorite be- besides that? Oh, in terms of just a cameo? Yeah. Or character. A cameo or a character? No, I don't think so. Not off the top of my head. I mean, there are other people who were in it, but I, and those are the two that stand out to me mostly as cameos. Okay. Is there something else that you were thinking of? Um, I just like the kind of quick run through of cameos uh, when they were running it, it, at Chronicon and they're running away oh, from the yeah. security guard, which is Dietrich Bader, which he did awesome as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stop butchering the English language. Um, but they were kind of running through from panel to panel. Um, I like when the clerk's panel, they turn black and white. Yeah. Yeah. That was <laughs> awesome. Because if you don't know, clerks was filmed in black and white. Right. So it kind of started, the first one they went into was a, a panel with uh, Brian Quinn asking a, a Q&A question to Jason Biggs and James Vanderbeek, who played Bluntman and Chronic in the original and Jane, <laughs> Jane Silent Bob. Strike Back. Yeah. So they were the, in the, they keep referring to the campy version of Bluntman and Chronic. They were Bluntman and Chronic in that. So they were being interviewed on that, and that, that whole scene was funny. And did you catch... There's another big cameo in that. In that scene? In that scene. I'm not sure. So sitting in front of Kevin Smith was an uh, older lady dressed as Silent Bob. Yes. That's Kevin Smith's mom. Oh, because I, I saw him like tap her on the shoulder and give her a thumbs up. Yep. yep. Okay. That, I, I that's know. his mom. Ah, that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. So then they uh, they run out of there and they go through and then the comic book men... Yes, talking about, talking about how they got canceled. Yeah. I thought that was funny. Yeah, that was great. Mm-hmm. And then they go over to the clerks where they turn black and white and everything. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. And then they jump through and they talk to Holden McNeil, which is Ben Affleck's character. And, of course, then you get... Uh, chasing Amy. Yeah, the Chasing Amy references and mm-hmm. the actress whose name I should know, but I can't think of off the top of my head because I know I'm going to be right. Joey Lauren Adams. There we go. Yes. Playing Alyssa Jones, a.k.a. Finger cuffs. <laughs> and like we had said earlier, there's a ton of references to yeah. to the previous movies in that scene as well. Uh, right. In addition to the serious uh, Ben Affleck stuff we talked about. Yeah, there's tons of references. To yeah, and that one, uh, obviously, a lot of references chasing Amy in that one. And then, you know, you mentioned earlier about the mall scene uh, when they're in their Brody's secret stash, which is also a callback because uh, Jay, Jay and Silent Bob's secret stash, which is Kevin Smith's comic book shop, which the comic book men was run out of um and even the artwork and the symbol is the same but it's changed up to be uh brody's um but yeah a lot of callbacks to mall rats in that one um yeah (laughs) did you catch did you watch the deleted scenes after the credits i watched the scenes i don't know i didn't know that those were deleted scenes yeah those were okay i like the bob kirkman scene how they ruined the end of walking dead 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they basically like yelled at him for for killing he Carl. Tweaked his nipples. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for killing Carl and someone else. Uh, yeah, it was uh, Carl and Glenn. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I I found that I mean I, I forget the the thing that they had someone ask and like Bob Kirkman's answer spoils how Walking Dead. Yeah, not he really. said how how's it gonna end? And yeah, he, it's. Not a real spoiler. Not a real spoiler, but like he's oh fuck, I just spoiled how it ends. <laughs> <laughs> he says it and then, oh fuck, spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was good. Yeah, yeah. there were quite a few uh, entertaining uh, things in the uh, deleted the post credit scenes. Yeah. I didn't know that those were deleted scenes. Yeah. Um, I forgot where I was going with that, but did you catch the Stan Lee part? That was touching. It yeah. was it was funny. Um. But yeah, it was it was nice to see. And again, if you don't know, Kevin Smith and Stan Lee had almost like a father son relationship. You know, they met uh, with filming Mallrats back in '95, and they just kept being friends. Like they would actually hang out together, like go to each other's house and just sit and hang out and talk about stuff and everything. So there's a scene at the end of it where, you know, he's he's telling Stan Lee that he's going to make the movie and that he's going to be a pivotal part of the movie. And they start trying to do lines, and Stan Lee can't stop laughing at him. And then he finally gives the line, and uh, he doesn't say anything. He's like, you're supposed to realize, I'm Silent Bob. Oh, well, get out of here. Bring Jay up here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was great. Yeah, there's a couple other deleted scenes in there that were really funny, too. Mm -hmm. So, again, a behind-the-scenes thing. He talked about it a lot. He was actually trying to flow this movie to be so similar to Strike Back that he actually cut a lot of those scenes to cut it down. He wanted the exact same runtime. Oh, okay. So that's he, he was even go, he was going into that detail when he was editing. So there's a lot of stuff he cut oh. out um, to try to get it down there. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that forms, like in both movies, the, the journey to Hollywood is basically the core part or the middle part of both of the movies. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're, I mean, that concept is the same. Obviously, this journey plays out a little bit differently. Um just before I forget, when we go back to that, that journey was funny, but I, I was amused by the fact that um, Harley Quinn Smith's character's name was Millennium Falcon. Yeah. <laughs> Just like in Star Wars, dude. <laughs> it, but that's the stuff, too. That, that's, that is what brought me into these movies was that nerdiness at the core. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm seeing myself reflected on the screen. And they even talk like I would talk-ish. I mean, exaggerated. But yeah, it was great. Um, That kind of leads me to, there's actually, and again, I don't know how many people caught it. So Harley Quinn Smith plays Jason Mewes' daughter in this, which is actually a joke because uh, Kevin Smith has been told pretty much his whole life that she looks like she would be Jason's daughter. She does I mean, like if you were if you were just if you knew nothing about them and you saw them as like that that was one of their daughters, you would actually rightfully guess right. that she looks a lot more like Jay. So he went ahead and wrapped that up into this movie and brought it in. But there's a lot of things that like lines she says in this movie that are either directly something that Jay has said in his previous movies or very similar to things that he has said in the previous movies. Um, so for instance, um, you know, one of the movies, Jay's always saying, get off my Kool-Aid, motherfucker. And this one, she says, fuck off my flower. <laughs> um, something like that. And then there's when they're leaving the, the KKK area, she says, that was stupid, you dirty sheep. 
And that's exactly what he had said in, in Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. So there's a lot of like consistencies between the characters. I think you just those little little details again are you got to really be passionate about it to throw those things in, to think about putting those things in. And I would argue they're even funny in and of themselves, but they're funnier if you get the reference. Right, right. The other thing that popped into my head when we were, were talking about that in terms of uh, a cameo, because they talk about it in the van on the way there, and then they get it, is the Chris Hel- Helmsworth cameo yep. is fucking hilarious. <laughs> fuck until I'm Thor. <laughs> they do like a like both Millie and uh Jihad, the character, uh go on this long thing about all of the things that they would do that Chris Hemsworth, yeah, and it ends with that yeah, I would I would fuck him until I was Thor. Um so yeah, and then they get they meet the hologram mm-hmm. of Chris Helmsworth, <laughs> which is just funny. It's just, it's like, don't touch me, do not hump the hologram, <laughs> do not fillet the hologram. Yeah. And don't film yourself saying things like, I would fuck him till I'm Thor. <laughs> <laughs> While those two characters are air humping. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he actually even comes back in one of the deleted scenes. Yep. He actually comes back and does a little bit more of that same stuff. So yep. it's like. Yeah. And ends with, why would I ever be in a movie like this? That'd be stupid. <laughs> I'm in so many other universes. Why would I want to join another universe? Right. So, yeah, that, that was pretty funny. What did you think about, uh, uh, what was it, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead? All those references? Yeah. Yeah, those were funny. I, d- I don't know that I've seen that whole movie, or at least not for a really long time, so I didn't catch them. So those kind of went over my But th- that was a repeating one that kept going throughout the Yeah, they thing. came back t- at least two or three the times. Dishes are the, done. The dishes are done. Wait for it. The fishes are done, man. Because <laughs> I even had, in the in the deleted scene, Chris Helmsworth even says at the end, yep. the dishes are done, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I hadn't seen that movie for a really long time. Yeah. So uh, what other aspects of a movie did you enjoy? Or I actually really liked the... Uh, you know what? Actually, I'm going to save that because it kind of feeds into your metaphorical rating at the end. Okay. My and- other thing I liked was... I, I, I It's brief. I mean, I, you really couldn't call it a cameo. It's a little bit more extended than that. But when we when we get the sneak peek of the new Bluntman and Chronic oh, movie, yeah. and it's Supergirl, Melissa, how do you say her last name? Benoist. Ben, Benoist. Ben yeah. We're not French. We don't know how to pronounce. I don't know. We can't even pronounce Supergirl. Eng- we can't pronounce English words. Yes, yeah, Supergirl. <laughs> I pronounce, we, my family pronounces the Benoist. Team. Yeah. Supergirl and Batman. Technically, yep. Val Kilmer, your favorite Batman, or one True of your story. favorite Batman. And then, hey, because it's Stoner, let's have Chong in there as Alfred. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that one threw me through a loop. Like, the other ones, I was like, okay, that's that's pretty cool. And then the fact that he was, uh, Val Kilmer was silent and hitting on his cell phone to... Yes, the whole thing is like, throughout <laughs> the movie, uh, Silent Bob, basically, like, Types. It looks like he's typing like the longest text ever, and he turns the phone around, and it's just an emoji. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Val Kilmer does that as yes. Blunt Man. Yeah. And then so those I was kind of expecting. Like I wasn't really surprised by that. But then when it turned over and Chong was there, I'm like, whoa! All right, that was unexpected. But the other thing that really amused me was in that scene 
Supergirl asks him a question. He does his thing on a text, and he puts up a V. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, V is in, like, verses? And the thing that made me laugh is, like, it's Batman v Supergirl. Yeah. <laughs> well, and there's also a thing. She thought it meant verses, and then later he's like, oh, you meant vaping. I thought you meant verses. Is in Batman v Superman. They, they actually had said the V doesn't mean verses. Oh, okay. So at, at least some point I'd heard that anyway. So that's kind of another inside joke on that, too. So that part made me laugh. And then the sort of callback joke to um, Jay and Silent Bob strike back. The Marvel's going to sue somebody because Iron Bob comes out. That's what I was going to say oh, for your okay. metaphorical Sorry. rating. So that's, <laughs> no, that's fine. We can talk about that. Because in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, Chris Rock plays the director, and they're doing that scene, and they have the lightsaber bong. Bong saber. Bong saber. And then Chris Rock is like, George Lucas is going to sue somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and the way the entrance, exactly the same as uh, Iron Man's original entrance. <laughs> and he has the like a heads-up display inside yep. the helmet. Yep. Mm-hmm. And of course, the facial expressions he's giving while he's looking around at it. That's great. <laughs> and that's something that's always actually this movie was actually probably the worst he's done on that. But just throughout all these movies, just Kevin Smith's ability to react and basically have a whole character and to emote and to almost give lines just off facial expressions has been fantastic. And, and like I said, in this movie is probably the worst that he's done. Uh, in, in my opinion, but also it's still the, great. The other thing, too, is probably the worst in this movie. Usually the times when they actually have Silent Bob speak have been better in the other movies. Yeah, usually it's like some like really, really intense moment or something like that, and it's a very intelligent thing. Mm-hmm. And this one, it didn't really have that. Yeah, he had like it, one of his big moments was that the KKK thing, which was yeah. like it just was meh. So, yeah, that was not as yeah. good. In some of the other movies, he, they've made a better use of that, of when he actually does talk. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. That was a little bit disappointing. So mm-hmm. it's, it's not a perfect movie, mm-hmm. of course. Oh, yeah, of course. Like I said, it's an enjoyable movie. But, again, another really enjoyable thing, too, is throughout the whole thing, they make fun of Kevin Smith and oh. all of his other movies that aren't well-regarded. Oh, yeah. Um, the Walrus movie, Tusk, they, they make reference to that a lot. <laughs> They don't really touch on yoga hosers at all, but they make fun of uh, Jersey Girl. Is Jersey mentioned. Girl, that's the one. <laughs> I keep thinking because uh, Ben Affleck actually made reference to Gone Girl. Yes. And so that was in the back of my head, and I couldn't gotcha. get past that. So, yeah, he made retro- references to Gone Girl, but, yeah, they, they made fun of Jersey Girl. They made fun of Cop Out. Cop Out, nah, um, which, again, I haven't seen. Which I haven't seen either, so that was funny. The, the Gone Girl reference, again, I don't know why this popped back into my head, is that, I, I don't know if you mentioned this earlier, that the, the little girl in the Ben Affleck scene is Jason Muse's actual daughter. Right. Yep. So I don't, I don't know if you actually mentioned that on mic. I think nah, we were talking about that beforehand. So I thought that was funny that... Um, yeah. I wasn't sure. I, I saw him like, that's somebody's daughter. And you go look it up. And Yeah, because he even spends, Ben Affleck at the end actually ma- is making fun of her real father a little bit. As, as they're leaving, he like says a couple of things bad about him mm-hmm. to her, to her and, and it's her it's her actual father that he's right. talking about. <laughs> and uh, like as they're talking in that scene, they're like making faces at each other, mm-hmm. uh, the little girl and Jason. Yes. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot of nice in 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 jokes that are done with that too. So I think uh, I think that might be about wrap it up for me. Short episode, but there's not. I mean, it's there's 
it, it's just a lot of cameos and jokes. There's there's a lot of cameos and jokes, but like I said, for a little while there, it does settle in and, and tell an actual story. Yeah, I, I would actually, uh, I would say it actually might have a better story than Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Yeah, but of course. Mark Hamill was in Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, and there were Luke Skywalker jokes in that movie, so I, I might like that one better. <laughs> I was really surprised he wasn't in this one. I'm about to say the the few people who weren't in it, like Mark Hamill or Chris Rock. So, like I said, there were a few yeah. people that I would have expected. Well, not expected, but wouldn't have been surprised uh, to see show up. Yeah. Um, because it was like in Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. I think literally everyone other than the female lead in Dogma was in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, even if it was just like a minor role. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he went out of Selma his... Selma Hayek. Yeah. Wasn't it either. Oh, good point. Good point. So he tried very hard, or maybe harder, or maybe it was just easier at that time because it was closer to when the other movies were made, mm-hmm. maybe. But yeah, there were a lot more people in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back than this movie. But it's still enjoyable. Yeah. Um I, I did really like also so like a lot of a lot of this movie as you said is kind of dad daughter what do I do how do I have that relationship I do really like the the very end of it when they they go to the quick stop and they're standing in the quick stop next to each other he's like like I was saying I don't know if I'm ready to be somebody's dad so I want to practice and so I figured why not start off with a dream I always had of drinking coffee with my kid and teaching her stuff that she doesn't already know like dad stuff. Okay, I've hung out in front of this store almost my whole life. My advice, don't do that. Not for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I also like the fact it was good residents, because earlier in the movie when she said the only thing she would like to have is is just to to sit down and have a cup of coffee with her dad and just, just talk about stuff. And that's what she... And it's actually funny, because at the end, at first she thinks... He's like, oh, I'm not ready to be a dad. And she's basically like, well, fuck you then. Right. <laughs> and then Silent Bob shows up with with uh, cups of coffee. And that's what you were saying earlier. It's like the crying parts of her acting performance weren't as good. But that was one of the moments when she starts to cry a little. Because yeah. then she realizes, oh, we're doing the coffee thing. You know, the crying parts, like it looks like she looks like she's crying. It's just when she tries to speak. Mm-hmm. It's like she's trying so hard to sound like she's crying. Yeah, bro- she's trying to do the broken yeah. voice thing a little bit too hard. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't going to go that far into detail because I didn't want to spoil that part. But Oh, did we not <laughs> Did we not say we did. spoiler? We did. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we can go move on to our uh, metaphorical, ra- metaphorical ratings and conclusions. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? Uh, I'll start because yours is better. Okay. <laughs> um, my metaphorical rating is, is busing. And the re- exactly. <laughs> but the reason it's bussing, so when Jay first meets Millie, they're in her bedroom. In the background, there's a poster of a movie called Bussing, and the word bussing is the exact same way Clerks is, and it's a black and white photo of the movie with the colored letters exactly the way Clerks is, but it's called Bussing. And to me, that is a perfect metaphor for this movie because the whole thing is just, again, references. It's a nostalgic walkthrough and just minor details that reference back to previous movies. I get and that. And it's awesome. I get that. Nice. So yours is better. Go ahead and give it yours. <laughs> My metaphorical rating is Jay and Silent Bob call back. 
<laughs> so yes, this movie is basically loaded with a lot of callbacks and references to the other movies in the View Askewverse. I would say that you would love this movie if one of two things. A, if you love Kevin Smith movies, you will love this movie. Or B, if you can check all three of the following boxes, you would love this movie. And those boxes are you like Kevin Smith movies, you like marijuana, and you have kids. So if you can check all three of those boxes, you would also, I think, love this movie. Well, speaking of marijuana, there's also another cameo that we didn't talk about. What's that? Method Man and Red Man. Oh, yes. So throughout the whole movie, they kept keep referencing How High as being their kind of go-to favorite movie. And then in a... Dream sequence? Dream, yeah, yeah, kind of a stoner basic... dream sequence after some edibles. <laughs> they they have a come-to-Jesus meeting with Method Man and Red Man, mm-hmm. who give them solid life advice. Yeah, it actually is uh, a pretty funny scene. And yeah, it is a callback. So like for me... I've never been into stoner culture or marijuana, and I don't have kids, so I didn't check those last two boxes. I like Kevin Smith movies, so that's why I only like this movie. I didn't love this movie, mm-hmm. but it's still a very enjoyable movie. But I think for, like, I, I couldn't help but think back, like I mentioned earlier, when I was in my early 20s is when Clerks came out, and a lot of the people that I used to watch the movie with are now married and have kids. Mm-hmm. I think they would fucking love this movie. Yeah. Because now having... Joy having seen the beginning of, and they loved Kevin Smith too, so they saw all of his movies. So I think that this movie would really, would really hit some of them. Wicked had because I'm from Boston because they actually have kids. In yeah. fact, one of my friends I used to watch the movie with a lot just a few years ago had a daughter. So I think this would really resonate a lot. The father daughter thing and the Ben Affleck family speech thing would resonate with people especially if you have a non-existent relationship with your father and you now have a kid yes i would really solidify this yeah even further yes or on the other hand too if you're somebody that maybe you have a kid that you don't know that you would like to know Mm -hmm. this would probably hit you pretty hard yeah so yeah there that is a message like that would hit you pretty hard and again i think that would add another layer of why you would uh enjoy the movie but again i still like the movie and i still think the movie is an enjoyable movie overall i agree all right well thank you for joining us and we will be back with dogma yes snoogans snooch to the motherfucking nooch thank you for listening to fanboy and the hater we really appreciate it and would love to hear your feedback give us a rating write a review reach out to us on twitter at fanboy and hater email us at the fanboy and the hater at gmail.com you can find all of our episodes on our website, fanboyandhater.podbean.com. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N. Where you can download the free Podbean mobile app for Android and iOS. You can also find us on all major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and many more. Once again, thanks for listening to The Fanboy and the Hater.